I think okay. I do want to hear Peter's uh, main salvo, shall right. we say, before before I really start just laying into both of you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll go that way then, I guess. That sounds healthy and positive, really productive, and really good for my self-esteem. All right. Um, first, first question, how dare you? Cartoon Combat, the podcast where we take classic cartoons from the 90s, pair them together in a tournament-style bracket, and uh, try to figure out which cartoon from the 90s was the best one. I'm Peter. This is what I sound like. I am uh, I'm Don. This is what I sound like. Okay. I'm David. Not shit. I'm Justin, and this is what I sound like. Uh, I'm the other David, and I think y'all are underplaying this. This is the final freaking four. This is the final four. We final are getting followers. everyone. Everyone's being real low energy. <laughs> we were going. I think Don and I were trying to channel our inner NPR vibe today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you were like whispering, Don. I don't know what that. That was new. I was actually was very cool. far away from the mic, and I realized it halfway through talking. <laughs> Literally like two so, feet away. From yeah, the mic. it's me, Don. Well, is it is this our low key um, backdoor pilot for our wait wait don't tell me? Yeah, we're trying to get on. Okay, cool. Um, backdoor pilot. Backdoor pilot for an existing show that doesn't need a pilot anymore. Yeah, I know what I said. I'm okay. aware. Okay. Well, uh, David, thank you for bringing up the fact that this is a final four. We have Woo! once again a new format for the new round. This because time around, who likes consistency? Sorry, nobody likes consistency. <laughs> it's exhausting, honestly. Yeah, uh, we've talked about you know, kind of in the first round, we matched them up on kind of laid out merits of sound, uh, visual style, impact, and then in the second round, we went over kind of more fun questions about the show. For example, which show would you rather have a quote on your gravestone from? Uh, and now that we've kind of gotten all that out of the way, we're going to a almost jury courtroom setting where one person is going to represent each show. Uh, in this episode, I am representing Gargoyles, and Don is representing Powerpuff Girls. Ugh. And uh, over the course of the episode, we'll have opening statements, we'll make our case, we'll allow questions, and then the uh, jury will uh, deliberate and uh, try to come to a consensus about which show deserves to move on to the final. And the losing show will face the death penalty. Woo! Woo! Yay, death penalty! Yay! Hooray, death penalty! Electric chair! Don, we right. cut that out. So, uh, what shows? Yeah, we, we do cut that out, week, Don. I think it's weird that we were cheering for the death penalty. <laughs> Everything about the death penalty, can we just take out? <laughs> take it out! Yay! <laughs> Hooray! Uh, death. Okay. Do we just want to get going here? Yeah. I believe you are taking the opening statement first, Don. Is that correct? Yes. All right. Uh, at your leisure. Okay. So. I'm not going to sit here and argue that Gargoyles is not a great show. Because if we go on the basis of story and overarching you know, story through this series, Gargoyles wins hands down. I mean, it's a literal Shakespearean storytelling. And just the fact that it has an overarching story. My argument is, is that uh, Powerpuff Girls is a better example of an animated action cartoon of the 90s and by that more specifically i mean it's a better example of the medium of animation and uh through my arguments i will show why i believe that is the case that powerful girls is the better animated action cartoon of the 90s 
Wow, David and I can't wait to hear your arguments. It's going to be pretty good. <laughs> I'm going to set my timer to two minutes for my arguments and be done in a minute and a half. Is, uh, is that your opening statement? Nope. Oh. No yeah. kidding. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Man, you're going to be really confused there. Can you imagine so if he... I said, <laughs> he's got more. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The pause, the pause was to fill time. All right, so I will go ahead and and go now. Um, Sell it for us, man. Similarly, I don't want to come out here and uh, disrespect Powerpuff Girls. Um, But when we're talking about gargoyles, there's so many things we could talk about. We could talk about the star-studded cast, Keith David, Jonathan Frakes, Ed Asner. We could talk about the beautiful art in the show and the reality of the setting that they have. But ultimately, the three things that I really want to tackle are the storytelling, the morality and the way that they are unafraid to have grayness in their characters, and the strength of not only the sound design, but also the art and animation. I think talking about those three things is going to drive home the point that Gargoyles is by far the superior show. Whoa, Peter came prepared. Yeah, man. Good I'm excited job. about this. All right. So, Don, Don, you started up with your main argument? Yes, yeah, so let me take a big gulp here. Ooh, look, coffee? No, it's just water. You want it? You want to do a product placement plug there? I don't know. Actually, there's no brand on this bottle, and it's just tap water. So, <laughs> it's like, hello, it's me, Don. For it's just water. It's water. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Whenever. Drink it, me. you idiot. All right, I got the timer. We got ten minutes uh, plugged up. Don, just let me know when you're ready. I only need two. Go ahead. All right, and here we go. Okay, so I have three basic argumentative points for my argument. Uh, The first is just the medium and the use of the medium of animation within this series, as opposed to, you know, what is how it's utilized in Gargoyles. The second is the story and character, uh, the simplicity of the story and the character, the straightforwardness. And three is actually an argument we've talked about a lot with these shows is longevity. Also, you know, in the first round, we uh, referenced it as lasting appeal. So for the first is just the use of the medium. Now, I, th- I think it's important to note, and I've talked about this like over and over again, about uh, Powerpuff Girls and everything that Gany Tarkovsky and Craig McCracken have done, Craig McCracken being the creator of the series, is they're heavily inspired by mid-century animation, uh, commonly referred to as like the UPA style, because that was a studio that was the most prominent example of that type of animation. And it really was just this response to this Disney realism that uh, was common at the time and was expected in animation, really, you know, trying to capture real life in the animation medium. And basically what these guys did is decided that, you know, we want to we want to show the art form more so than just trying to capture what does realism look like in animation. We want to push the shapes and the colors and do something you cannot see in real life. I think a prime example of this, and and by this I mean not only through just like the look, but the animation and the acting. And and I think the biggest downfall in this category for Gargoyles is it's caught in that comic book realism. Which again, there are there are obviously obvious elements of exaggeration, like they're freaking gargoyles, <laughs> humanoid gargoyles. But for the most part, they try to keep it as real within the real world as possible. What I think one of my favorite episodes exampling this is called Octi Evil in the Powerpuff Girls. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think this is the first episode that him is introduced. It's yes. got to be close to it. It's like it's only like the third episode in the series. I believe it's the first. Yeah. And this is a great look um, example of the look that you can't quite get from a more realistic show like Gargoyles or, you know, Spider-Man. And these use of these mo- almost monochromatic palettes to indicate mood. Uh, for example, the 
uh, him there. I always say, you know, I say him, but I'm not even sure how to designate him. So their layer is almost this monochromatic paint with slight hints of purple here and there. And it really captures this unsettling mood that might not be as possible if you do uh, a more realistic painterly style. And then we see these like almost single color cards throughout the episode, like even later on when they're fighting this giant octopus, which is, you know, this stuffed animal. It's pretty much all these monochromatic purple backgrounds. Uh, example of like the animation being pushed farther. And this isn't even the best example because I think these creators who are highly influenced by this this is only the beginning we see in later series that they create like with Craig McCracken, uh, Foster's home for imaginary friends and Kenny Terracossi and Samurai Jack. We see, you know, these concept push further, but you really see example of extreme animation in Mojo Jojo. And especially in this episode, we see it in him and their expressions, especially when they, they start yelling, especially whenever they mention the Powerpuff Girls by name. They, you know, they scream and it's such over-exaggerated, simplified features that you cannot quite pull off and be, you know, kept in that world if you uh, were to do it in Gargoyles. And even not even just the expression, like the whole background changes, the whole mood changes in one image. Another quick example of this is in, uh, I think it's the very first episodes, I, I believe it's called Monkey See, Doggy Do the first episode with uh, Mojo Jojo, where it pretty much turns everybody into dogs. And as the sequence or the episode gets more intense, it leans more to a very overtly red palette and everything is very red and extreme. And uh, the, the show, the backgrounds are, you know, much are very simplified, a lot of sharp angles, but those sharp angles are exemplified through the episode. So the use of sharp angles and red palette really illustrate the mood in the way you can't do in a show that has very realistic style, you know, for the background in the world they live in. Now, the, the second talking point is the straightforward storytelling and simple storytelling. Now, again, I can't beat Gargoyles as far as like content of the story. You just can't. And the fact that they just really have an overarching story to it for the most part in Gargoyles, you just don't have that. It's very episodic in Powerpuff Girls. But what it does is these simple stories really lean themselves to animation. They keep it simplified so the animation and the acting are what prominent through the show. Uh, one of my favorite ones, and I think this actually is a testament to the simple storytelling. Half these episodes, as I was going through them, before I'd watch them, I'd read. I don't know if any of you guys had the same thing. You'd read the title of the episode, and you see like the image. You're like, oh, I remember exactly what this episode was about. I know the feeling that you're talking about. I, I yeah. had that throughout. Like, this, this was... Yeah, this wasn't a discredit to Gargles, but it also it was kind of almost a benefit to Gargles in a way too. Like I couldn't remember almost anything past the first like few episodes, the beginning story arc of Gargoyles. But you know, the bonus part of being an adult and going through it again is you get to experience that all for the first time. But there is a there is something to say benefit wise to Powerpuff Girls and the simplicity of these uh, the storytelling that whenever you would uh, just see the title or start the episode, you remember exactly what was happening. One of my favorite episodes is uh, Paste Makes Waste. I don't know if any of you remember this one. It's uh, This one takes place almost exclusively at the school. And it's about this kid who's also named Elmer S. Glue, or Sklue, which I didn't catch that the first time I watched that as a kid. This kid who eats paste, basically, and is bullied. And is also bullied, is also bullied by Buttercup, which... What the hell, Buttercup? But Elmer ends up eating radioactive glue, turns into this monster, and destroys, tries to destroy the town, and tries to defeat the power of girls, and is succeeding. And the only way to stop him is if Buttercup apologizes, which she does. <laughs> but this is a, uh, a classic example where the, I wouldn't say it's the simplest story, but it's very straightforward. They get to the punch really quick of, you know, they this giant monster is created. They need to find a way to defeat this monster and lends itself through majority of the episode, just be in action. Uh, oh, another example is, uh, an, uh, just another manic mojo, 
which is kind of it's kind of going a different direction because it's very simple of an episode it's pretty much the day in the life of mojo in his grumpy life and the powerpuff girls are playing ball in the park next door or the park that mojo jojo's layer is over top of and one of their baseballs get caught you know go, go through the window of mojo two jojo. minutes okay oh i'm actually doing good i'm doing good um go through the window and parents they come in asking for it and so he he's very welcoming tries to make them comfortable and through the episode he just tries to kill them while they're sitting on the couch and he can't succeed at all all of his things backfire which really sums up the character in the show and again the the setup was so simple but it led a room uh, a lot of room for the action that is very prominent and uh successful in the animation medium so my final one, and this is pretty quick because it's kind of, it's a it's pretty much a thing we've all talked about already is the longevity of the Powerpuff Girls and these characters, and that they've survived through the time and have gone through now what two iterations, uh, a couple specials, and uh, even now, which is weird, I don't even know how I feel about this because uh, uh, I don't have much say about it other than there's a live action now a live action take on the powerpuff girls which i i don't know i think one of you may know better about the live action but i think it takes place in the future they only did a pilot and it did not get picked up and they are reshooting it apparently and one of the i think it's the girl that plays blossom is no longer in the cast so i don't even know whether it's happening anymore so this this might actually work toward my point because my point is Powerpuff Girls is very strong within the animation medium. I think Gargoyles could do very well, especially these days, in a live-action format. But I think what makes Powerpuff Girls so special is because it just works within the medium and really amplifies what animation can be. And Gargoyles is amazing, but it it doesn't do anything that... Uh, it, it does stuff that I think Ten that seconds. Powerpuff Girls can go farther with in the animated field. That's it. Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> and that's time. Well, hey. well-timed. Yeah, well I nailed well-timed. it, Don. Yeah, way to go. I didn't plan that at all. All right. And are we going directly into Peter? Your, your, uh, your main I was thinking. I was thinking we could do a couple of questions just okay. while it's fresh for uh, for you and um, Justin. There's so this is the part of? where you're going to ask me a question. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> yeah, what he yeah. said. If there's he anything, said. if there's anything you guys want to go on to, or we can just leave time for discussion at the end. Um, I mean, yeah, this isn't really a question. It is more of uh, just discussion. That point that you made, Don, about how, like, the title card of each episode immediately tells you the episode. Like, you immediately know what episode it is mm-hmm. from like watching it as a kid. Right. I felt that same thing watching Powerpuff Girls, which it was not my favorite cartoon growing up, but like. The Monkey See, Doggy Do, or whatever that episode was called. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing the title card, and I'm just like, oh, okay. I know this episode, like, front to back, like, just from, like, them utilizing the artwork and, like, little subtle cues in that, mm-hmm. or clues in the title card. I'm sure that was super neat how they did that. And it Well, and just also... even, like, a recognizable enough title, like, you right. know, I'm not going to remember an episode called just, like, you know the blah 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 episode maybe but like yeah i i do remember doggy monkey see doggy do like all right yeah that's that's a memorable phrase in of itself that helps to lodge that in my brain Mm -hmm. and that's also a testament to the longevity of the show that we can go back and watch it and without even making it two seconds into the episode i'm just like okay i know this one i know exactly what it's about and yeah david do you have any questions um, I, God, I don't know do if I have a suck? question just yet because I, I, I want to hear, I think okay. I do want to hear Peter's, uh, main salvo, shall right. we say before, before I really start just laying into both of you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll go that way then, I guess that sounds healthy and positive, <laughs> really productive and really good for my self-esteem. All right. Um, first, first question. How dare you? <laughs> All right, yeah, you Second got a, you got the timer pulled up, David. I've, I got you pulled up. I'll count you off. Ready, set, go. Okay. 
Similar to uh, Don's approach, I kind of broke this into three things that I really think uh, makes Gargoyles stand out as not only a cartoon, but as a television show. And um, those three things that I really want to break talk about is the quality of the animation and the, uh, the work that went into the show itself, the setting and storytelling throughout the show, um, and the willingness to have complex characters. I have it here as the grayscale of morality. And so it's kind of those three things. There's going to be a little bit of overlap, I'm sure, between the uh, second two things that I want to talk about, but we'll go ahead and talk about it. Um, so quality of animation... This is a show that could air today. Like, similar to what we talked about with Batman the Animated Series, I don't think that this show looks bad in 2021. Uh, especially, you know, kind of the big action scenes where they clearly, you know, put more work into them uh, rather than, like, the stand-around and talking scenes. But the collapsing castle when there's the big fight scene in the first couple of episodes on the castle and, like, it's coming apart, and there's these big blocks falling down and kind of destroying vehicles. All of these things look beautiful, and yes, they are definitely going for the more realistic style of animation, but I don't think that held them back in this situation. I think there's a lot of shows where they're like, oh, we want this to look realistic, and then we get Captain Planet. I think that this is a show that's, you know... We're going to take a kind of dark color palette and we're going to work with it and we're going to make a show that really appeals and, and the, the, the style fits the show. And I guess that's a good segue into um, talking a little bit about the... Uh, and, and you know what? Back to quality. I mentioned this in my opening statement, but the voice acting staff on this knocked it out of the park in every episode. You know, uh, I, I mentioned those big three, Keith David, Jonathan Frakes, and Ed Asner, but everyone that worked on this show came out to play in every episode. Like, the attitude and the emotion that was in the characters' voices and, you know, displayed on their faces was very, very surprising to me to see going back to this. Um, okay, now I'll move on to kind of the story, uh, or the reality of the setting and the story. So they did something that I think is quite brave of a show is to set it in a real world setting they set it in new york city they said this is our new york city and bringing in all types of references to the city and then also layering that upon like the shakespearean pseudo i don't know how to call it a fantasy world um they did that just so seamlessly blending the realism of new york city and the kind of fantastic elements of the shakespearean uh third world and you know kind of the gargoyles as a, a race of, of, the, of their own because they go throughout places in new york you know we see central park we see the met we see we see statue of liberty obviously and it's just so well done to like see these things and you can tell that this is a real place that is changing and is affected by the actions of the characters um but also then to take elements that um are totally fantastical like um the the elements of the third race with oberon and puck and all of these kind of fairy folks who are then kind of playing the roles that they do in Shakespearean tragedies and, and shows, which is they're not characters per se, but they are pushing people to make decisions and they're affecting people, you know? They're, they're, they're kind of manipulative and behind the scenes, and that happens throughout the entire series, and it's so cool to see those motivations um, change throughout the show. Um, I think that the best example of that is um, in Xanatos's Assistant, Owen Burnett, a.k.a. Puck, the trickster servant who um, is expelled from... Gosh, I can't remember the name of the, of the, of the world. Um, but he's expelled, and um, he's kind of serving Xanatos almost as a game to him, but he finds Xanatos such an interesting human, he sticks around. And eventually there's like 
it's it's so outrageous that he's that character and they know that at the beginning of this show they say we're not going to just like it's not like a tricky plot point it's at the beginning of the show they make this decision like this is a setup that's going to pay off in 20 or 30 episodes and we see the character puck show up before we know that owen is puck and when you see that connection made it's just changes the way those interactions you know kind of look when you reflect back on them um that happens also you know kind of in a, in a microcosm with um demonia and um macbeth because macbeth is in this show because well, of course he is uh and the way she kind of it sets up these these plot points where it's like oh demonia she's around for thousands of years or hundreds of years after the gargoyles die and we're not gonna explain that and we're not gonna do that on purpose it's I don't know. I don't know. We talk about this a lot in the the issue of not giving kids credit and not having complex stories. And I think that this is the best example of a show saying, we're going to trust our audience, and our audience is kids, and we're going to trust them to care enough to follow these characters and follow these stories and reflect back on the, what is changing as we tell as we give them and feed them new information and kind of develop this world around that. And um, I just, I don't think that there's a better show that we, or I don't think there's a show that we've seen that has a better developed world um, and better storytelling, to be fair. And, and that kind of leads me into my last thing that I want to talk about, which is how unafraid this show is to have morally gray characters. And... I think there's a lot of value in having simple characters and simple messages. I think that, you know, it tends to have kind of mass market appeal and it makes it a lot easier to get those shows made. And it's, you know, it's simpler. It's easier to watch, you know. It, it, oh, my God, I'm saying you know so much. Uh, there we go. All right. You know, now I'm in my head. Now I'm in my head and it's, it's going to be a train wreck. You um, know. But this show doesn't have... It's got Goliath. Goliath is the pinnacle of morality, and then everyone else is either chasing that or is working within their own sphere for... You know, they're not always working for bad goals. They're just working for themselves. They're not against anybody. They're just for themselves. And that's so great to see that in characters because that's humanity and at a certain point like this show kind of stops being about monsters and starts being about what it means to be human and what it means to have these kind of desires and and have these have these like thoughts and, and goals and then do those and approach those and try to achieve them in a way that's fitting and, and, and morally correct. There's a great quote from Goliath at the beginning of one of the episodes. Uh, the tempting siren song of fame has shipwrecked countless humans on the jagged rocks of dis disillusion. The yearning to feel the eyes of the world upon you is buried deep in the hearts of creatures whose lives too often feel the cold drag of anonymity. Gargoyles are not immune to these emotions or their consequences. And he's and just from the get-go, he grabs you with this, like, fact. He's like, hey, we're all, you know, dealing with these same emotions, and how do we, you know, approach them in a way that is, you know, oh, my God, I'm running out of time. I haven't even talked about Xanatos. Okay, Xanatos, really quick. He is the epitome. He's, I wouldn't say he's the Lex Luthor, because he's clearly working towards a better world. He is in, but as long as he's in charge of that world. And the fact that we go back and forth so frequently on, is Xanatos a good guy? Is Xanatos a bad guy? Well, he helps his friends. He cares a lot about these people. But then he's also spending all of this money and, like, betraying. He has no qualms with betraying people if it advances his goals. And that's kind of the crux, I think, of the issue of, of, the, of the conflict between him and Goliath, is Goliath would never betray seconds. somebody. I know, I'm working on it. Um, Goliath would refuse, and it's this point of, contention between these two characters that is at the epitome of relationships time huzzah 
What was that teacher we had in high school that said you know all the time? It was a theology teacher. Uh, Mrs. Simmers. That was it. That was all I was thinking. Okay, continue. Yeah, we can cut that out. You know? <laughs> uh, I said that this, a lot. This was the segment of the show that's specifically for the people we went to high school with. Yeah. Wait, did we all go to high school together? Peter, you went to Watterson? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> How did I not know that? I went to California, Watterson. Oh, oh dang. Dang. <laughs> Oh man, I did not. I did not did practice that, and I ran. You did a great I, job. I did. I did yeah. not expect to run long. I mean, you barely ran long. I had more to say about Puck and Demona. There's well, no. Maybe, there's no doubt maybe, that maybe uh, Justin and I can ask some questions of the two sure, of you. Sure. That oh. would open uh, open up to some more, uh, some further discussion, and the ability for you to expand on the ideas you've set forth. Okay. Now, David, are you leading that because you had a specific question in mind that you yeah. wanted to ask one of these two fine gentlemen? Real quick, well, real quick. I, I do have a couple of questions I've written down based on what you guys have said. Um, just because. Oh, so you did bit... listen. I just wanted to check. <laughs> I, uh, no, I. I, was, I didn't listen uh, at all. I was well, watching I had football. Peter talking in one ear, and then I had just you know. Um, your fantasy football uh, scores on your computer. <laughs> Honestly, I was gonna say I have the uh, the Cowboy Bebop soundtrack in my other ear, just you know, I'm getting hyped for that. But that's really good. Uh, but no, I Peter, I do have a question for you. Really quick, before your first question, uh, 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 I think Don was trying to get something out. Yeah, just put put a put a timer so we don't take like an hour doing this. Oh yeah, like we'll we'll set let's let's I'll I'll start a timer for like ten minutes for questions. Yeah, right, yeah cool. Okay, sure. cool beans. All right, go ahead, David. All right. So my question for you, Peter, was you talked a lot about how like the moral grayness and also how this could so easily work um, in a much more modern uh, uh, television setting. Um, do you think being a being a children's Saturday morning cartoon hurts or helps? these parts of gargoyle does having it be that sort of show does it allow those that kind of more adult messages to come through better or does it kind of hamper them do you think i think that they definitely can't be as dramatic with these concepts as they could if this was a more adult oriented argument or more adult oriented cartoon and that's a bit of a shame but I think presenting these show these concepts at such a young age and to an audience that, you know, might not be exposed to complex characters before, I think that that makes this show stand out even more. In the end of the show, when they, um, the, the last couple episodes, they save these people and then the people are like, oh, wow, you're, like, actually good, and you're, like, people. And they're like, yeah. And they're like, all right, we're not going to pass that those laws that would outlaw you and make you leave our city. And it's, like, this concept, like, the concept of once you have saved the people in charge, you're allowed to be a person. It's still, it's still, like, these really dramatic concepts that they don't shy away from. And um, so, yeah, I think that there could be some things that could be improved upon if it was for adult, but I think it's... I think it works really well for kids. And as as a follow up, in a similar line of questioning, Don, a big thing, one of your main arguments was like the singular episodic nature of Powerpuff Girls is one of the things you made it thought made it really powerful. Do you think that in a um, the world of today, where television is a lot more serialized that it this um that hurts powerpuff girls today a little bit more or uh, do you think the show would have benefited from having more multi-part episodes or more of a um more of a consistent through line no i mean it could it could help i mean honestly and there could be a possibility of a longer overarching narrative through the in the powerpuff girls universe but we're also kind of experiencing a time where content's in uh, some ways, especially in live action series, are, are getting way longer. But at the same time, especially in animated content, is getting way shorter. 
and is more prone in, in benefits from episodic episodes. Uh, the greatest, I mean, a good example right now is a lot of these different series, even some series coming back that are really popular are uh, episodic one episode, basically just animated shorts like the return of the Looney Tunes cartoons. Uh, I'm trying to think of examples. A, a lot of current cartoons are taking a shorter formed uh, format. I feel like that Jellystone show is similar where the episodes are pretty short. And they're yeah, yeah. Very they're, ep like episodic and not yeah, serial. That, yeah, that's right. I mean, they're not trying to lean into the you know longer narrative story-based format they're trying to keep it episodic and short and i'm not trying to make that i'm not making this argument that people have shorter intention spans but i do think people are also craving the shorter form con uh, content just as much and maybe even just as a rebound to the longer overarching content mm. that's my answer all right that was a great that was a great answer thanks so yeah, I should probably ask a question, I guess. Yeah, G-Town, what's yeah. up, man? Um, so give me like an hour, and I'll think of something. No, I did want to. I did want to bring up one thing, Peter. I thought there was an interesting way that you worded something, uh, talking about the uh, setting and the storytelling of gargoyles. Um, you made a comment about how brave it was for them to place this cartoon within the confines of New York City. Um, is there any chance you can like expand upon why you think? Uh, that gargoyles being in New York is much more brave than say Powerpuff girls creating their own Townsville city. What about, what about that is brave? So some of that comes from my background in uh, role-playing games. And as one thing that you run into, once you say, um, this show or this is happening in this specific place, you have to know that place back and forth. Because if somebody, if something happens and something else comes up and says, oh, well, that doesn't make any sense. These things are right next to each other. Like the, um, the first episode, and I'll kind of use that as a reference point, they um, have to get three different discs and they have to be far enough away from each other that it doesn't make sense that they can reinforce each other. And they did a really great job kind of doing establishing shots of, okay, these people, this hovering flying fortress is over the Hudson River, and this uh, office building is in an island that's basically next to um, the Statue of Liberty, and then the third one was in the subway system. And, you know, if you take a setting and you don't think about those things, then you're running the risk of alienating, A, your audience that knows that setting better, better than you, um, and B, you know, anybody that might is, is looking for a type of consistency there. And so that's kind of, that's kind of my pitch for that. Like, again, it comes from me being like, oh, I don't want to set any of my games in a real world because I don't know the real world that well. Um, but yeah, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Thank you. It does. And that was a yeah. well-thought-out response. That was nice. That was nice. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Courtrooms, right? So They're so simple. kind. It's so simple. <laughs> so polite. Can we all talk about the death penalty again? I want it. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Hooray, murder! Uh, that's no, not going to make any sense, because we're cutting that all out. It doesn't now, make sense yet. I do, uh, I also, like, I want to point out that both you and Peter have mentioned that you're not gunning for each other's throats in this episode, but I'm going to egg you in that direction right now, Yeah. if okay. that is okay. Yep. I want you to convince David and I that the longevity of the Powerpuff Girls is what makes it a better cartoon at the end of the day than Gargoyles. Well, I guess it's a, it, what is your definition of better? Because um, uh, well, obviously, the, re one of the one of the reasons it is so popular is from a... Uh, okay, well, if we go back to one of my arguments, is the, you know, the simplicity of the characters 
and you can expand that saying that these characters are not only simplistic, they become iconic because of their simplicity. They've kind of burned in your memory of who they are, Blossom Bubbles and Buttercup. If you mention that to almost anybody, even people that haven't really watched much of the show, they can tell you who those people are. Mojo Jojo. Most people know who Mojo Jojo is, who have, you know, grew up in the 90s, and even, you know, some parents of them that have grown up in the 90s. I think... I'm trying to form my argument as I'm saying this, but I think where <laughs> I'm getting at is that uh, there's an iconic nature to this show that has just burned in everybody's memory and in, into some ways into the zeitgeist that Gargoyles quite hasn't done yet. And I think part of the reason is is because of animation's part in this and the you know them pushing the art form and going for one of the. Uh, principles of animation which is appeal they found true appeal in these characters in a way that sticks with everybody and i don't think gargoyles quite has that unique appeal that powerpuff girls does you know if you ask 10 random people uh what uh the powerpuff girls look like they can probably roughly mention what they look like if you mention goliath i i feel like a fraction of those people would be able to you know say what Gar uh, Goliath looks like. So yeah, I think my answer is just the iconic nature that they've created. The simplistic iconic nature of the show is really what contributes to its longevity and makes it a better show. So you keep hounding on simplicity, and this is definitely a leading question, which I know is not allowed in courtrooms, but I'm going to do it anyway because yeah, David okay. and I make the rules here. Yeah. Are you arguing that the um, the more um, like complex character arcs and stories um, create like a almost a convoluted nature in gargoyles that makes it less um, like less pertinent in today's like world as far as like pop culture goes? Do you think it is too complex to be considered one of the best cartoons? I think it's too complex to stand out. I think it's a good read, but it's not something you necessarily want to go back to over and over again. That's a it's really kinda... interesting way of wording it, saying it is too complex to stand out. Because normally yeah. complexity is what makes you stand out. Your argument is that Powerpuff Girls is so simple that well, it no, makes that, it iconic. that's your defense. There, there is definitely a different way, different take on complexity because you can have a you know complex uh, attributes in a character that makes a simplified package. That's true. You know, you know, Mojo Jojo. May, well, actually, him, him's a good example. He's just as a heads up. We are past the ten minute mark. If we care. Oh. Okay. Well, I'll just Great finish googly, this googly. real quick. Yeah, I mean, him is a really complex character. The point that we just don't understand what they're their point is but in that that is kind of the appeal of that character and their simple their simple goal of you know they're after the powerpuff girls and we don't 100 percent know why almost i think we talked about this before there's like a link with the joker in mm. motive with uh him did i answer your question or did i make it more complicated yeah. <laughs> no okay no you answered it uh I got I got one more question that kind of piggybacks off that and kind but um, more towards Peter. So, Peter, I, I I do agree with Don that the Powerpuff Girls probably has been more iconic over the past twenty five odd years than uh, Gargoyles has been. On the other hand, too, I think for most of us, when Disney Plus came out and had Gargoyles, a lot of us watch gargoyles and said holy crap this show is so good how did we forget about this show peter do you have an argument for the for gargoyles being kind of more the forgotten gem versus powerpuff girls more uh long-standing iconography if that makes any sense yeah i think i mean the conspiracy theorist in me uh, which it's not a big one. It's a very small conspiracy theorist says uh, people aren't willing to produce this kind of show currently, like f at least for kids, you know. And and I think that it kind of reminds me of the um, what was it? The uh, Animaniacs, where like they got away with a lot of stuff, and it was kind of like that more one-off show. 
But once people caught on to what they were doing, it kind of like, you know, it, it kind of went away. And I think that it was kind of a similar thing where they were making this show and they had the whole show ready or they had the whole show, the whole concept, you know, already written out. And they're like, this is what we're making. Um, whereas if you take that same packet and you take that same story and I think that people just play it a little bit safer now. Um, now I don't know. I mean, it's difficult for me to kind of weigh that thing because I remember a lot of gargoyles very pretty, pretty vividly, you know, the pump action shotguns from the quarry men is still my favorite weapon ever used by anyone ever. It's pretty even, fucking red. Even if the quarrymen are a thinly veiled KKK reference. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I wish I had this, uh, I wish I had more information about it, but I would imagine that that's what happened is that this show isn't really getting the same opportunities that Powerpuff goes because Powerpuff is a much safer bet. Whereas this show seems a lot riskier and mm, risque yeah and i think i that... would i would definitely agree with that statement especially because unfortunately these other streaming services are they they have a market for these edgier shows and i think uh gargoyles being a disney product on disney plus which is still trying to be for that broader family audience it's going to be a lot harder for that to get pushed forward so I just helped Peter with his answer. Yeah, thank you, Don. Appreciate it. Pick it back. Okay. I think we, I think we all want a Gargoyles revival. Revival. Yeah. So, starring the Powerpuff Girls. Starring the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, do we do we need closing statements? Do we want closing statements? Do you that's guys a want good to idea? Go? Gargoyles yeah. fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then mic drop. Mic drop. Don, cut that. Powerpuff yeah. Girls, more like Power Snuff, snuff Girls. girls. Ah. Ooh, got it. <laughs> I don't know. Do we All really? Because right. I feel like I'm just going to say the same thing over again. I'd probably say the same thing. Um, I think it's going to help David and I make a decision if you guys try to hound those arguments one more time. For a minute, though? As you don't need to be a minute. Okay, I, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Maybe one minute just... to say something bad about the other show. Yeah, yeah. To make it more creative, you mm-hmm. should do an anti-closing statement for the other cartoon. Okay, I'll, I'll just we'll dunk on Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, okay, dunk on go Powerpuff for Girls for a minute. You got a minute to dunk. All right. So, Powerpuff Girls. You know, there's a reason that we John kept using the word word simple, and I think that there is also the word. Over, overly simple and I think that it's it's almost too simple to to have any real meaning because you the the messages that you get from Powerpuff Girls do you guys remember the episode where the Powerpuff Girls were trying to go on vacation and then they had the nightmare with him and then the message of that episode was never take a vacation like the the lessons that yeah, these characters learn aren't that's helpful pretty topical or meaningful in today's world Right, because I feel like us as, or, or at least our generation, we don't take vacations, right? Yeah, no one has beca- money for that. It's because Powerpuff Girls. It's because of the Powerpuff Girls, and and that's really my big argument is we don't get to see each other because of the Powerpuff Girls. We don't get to. Ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty good. <laughs> so I'm gonna end on that. I yield my time. Our friendship Powerpuff is dead. Ruined our uh, leisure time. That's a yeah. Yeah. solid argument. All right, Don, you ready? Yeah. All right. Go. I mean, I'm going to keep it simple. Uh, Powerpuff Girls is the better animated action series when comparing the two. I cannot say that it is better storytelling or a better overarching story. You just can't compete with Gargoyles in that format. What I am saying, though, is animation as a medium... Powerpuff Girls is a way stronger example of such. And part of the reason is is that they do some pretty cool things in Gargoyles, but it's nothing we don't see in other series like Batman the Animated Series and uh, Spider-Man and other series as such. Powerpuff Girls, it's one of a kind within all the shows that we have seen within this podcast. Ten seconds. 
Give us one more dunk on Gargoyles. Gargoyles suck. Got him. Yeah. Fucking got him. I don't think Gargoyles can recover from that. <laughs> that was it. What was it? Yeah, when you said you fucking got him. Yeah, Don Don did say it sucked, so I'm going to have to go for... No. I'm kidding. All and right. Kermit is our guest. Um, catch. So, oh, David and Justin, where are you That's at? That's us. So, I'm in Nashville right now. Um, <laughs> Jesus sitting, Christ, a, sitting a in my... Oh, what did you mean? What do you think I meant? <laughs> I take everything literally, okay? It's the literals. Um, I don't know. Uh, what is the, this portion of the show? Is this David and I talking it out? Yeah, I guess this is you and I talking it out. Great. So, I... I mean, what I would say is I think Don made the good argument for the superiority of Powerpuff Girls animation. Yep. I think that's solid. At Peter, definitely, I think they both agreed on a... As as good as some of the, a lot of the writing for Powerpuff Girls can be, it's just in a different ballpark when it comes to uh, Gargoyles writing. So well, like, Don... Don admitted defeat in that in his, yeah. like, basically opening statement. So the fact yeah. that Peter had a huge chunk of his statement talking about how great the writing of Gargoyles was, that's null and void. We know that. We don't need to even hound on it because obviously Gargoyles blows the storytelling of Powerpuff Girls out of the water. Yeah, and it's what where I might be coming, like, starting to come down more on the Powerpuff Girls side is the argument that Don made of Powerpuff Girls is by nature a cartoon, and you could very easily tomorrow line up a like a live action uh, gargoyles, and it would be it could very easily be as good or better. Whereas, right. yeah, like we've we've thought about trying to do a live action Powerpuff Girls, and I think everyone's just been like, "This is a terrible idea. Why would we do this? It is a cartoon." So the way I kind of look at it, I, I know this is weird, but I've kind of, looking at these two shows next to each other, I compare them to serials, where if Powerpuff Girls is Fruit Loops, Gargoyles is like Cheerios, where it's just like, it's just not as fun to me, and I don't know whether But better it's for this... you. <laughs> yeah, sure. But good better for, for you. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> Meh. Um... So it's something about that, like, the bubbly, uh, cartoonish uh, environment of Powerpuff Girls that I have always found more fun. I do love Gargoyles. Um, so, yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a predicament here because it depends on we don't like we don't necessarily have a category that we're judging them on like we did in the last rounds where we can have bullet points and be like, well, this one won that. And this one that, oh, but this one beat that one. Now it's just we are talking to each other about which one is better. Yep. Well, yeah, and, like, if we're going based on, like, the trial, like, who made the argument, I, I think that, like, that one line Don had of, like, what one works better as a Powerpuff Girls works better as a cartoon in and of itself, that might be the argument that, like, puts it over the top. It depends on me, the definition of a cartoon, though, right? It, because it does. I can, I can totally see why Peter loves gargoyles because Peter does kind of lend toward lend himself towards like anime, which are these generally like very ornate storylines with all these different intricate things happening and like intertwining character arcs. When Powerpuff Girls is the opposite of that, where it's just like, oh, there's a monster. Okay, I'll go punch it in the face. Yay, and everyone cheers. Q, five-year-old Don. So I don't know. Wow. Shoot. So, all right. Um, so you are let, leaning towards Powerpuff Girls cards. is what you're saying. I'm leaning towards Powerpuff Girls. Like, cards on the table, where would you be leaning right now? Ah, man, I think I'm going to lean that way too, but I feel bad about gargoyles because I know at the end of the day, as an English graduate, there is something to be said about 
the writing of gargoyles and i know peter made the comment about like giving kids credit that they can actually understand the storyline of that show and having faith in them to like realize like weird twists and turns of characters as opposed to just mindless i'm a bad guy because i'm bad or i'm a good guy because i'm just morally sound like having that like gray morality going in and out of the character or the uh the cartoon is something super super interesting and i don't think i mean that's a great argument for gargoyles it is and no i i am 100 percent with you and it like i feel i'm if if gargoyles loses i'm not going to feel like good about gargoyles losing and i if i think gargoyles also kind of got a bad draw in our tournament where if like either the shows will be um doing next time um ninja turtles and x-men i think gargoyles would look even better compared to those two because they're like more similar shows they're more of like the uh, traditional quasi serialized action show where powerpuff girls just looks different it's like written different so like it kind of pops different where like if if you took like yeah, I, I'm probably just talking in circles here, but yeah, I think it's also just like a bad draw going up against Powerpuff Girls with these. You know who's, shows. you know who's not going to be happy if Gargoyles gets kicked out of this tournament. Don, it's Peter. Oh, Peter! Because we oh yeah, keep, that's the other way around. We keep <laughs> knocking him down a peg every week. <sighs> it's just sticking it to Peter. It is what it yeah. is. I'm not the mass market. All right, David, are you going to lock in your vote? I think for I think I'm locking in Powerpuff Girls. Man, are you locking it in, Justin? God, you know, I really want to talk to the jury about it, but I don't think I don't think the jury is going to have enough of a uh enough of an argument to sway me the other right. way. I think I, I am also going to have to go with Powerpuff Girls, unfortunately. Well, I'm, I'm just going to close this out with a, with a quote from Goliath. It feels, it feels apt right now. He knew he was going to lose, so he had this quote ready, by the way. This was... <laughs> it is the nature of humans to fear what they do not understand. God Their ways are not it. our ways. God damn it. Please let now, me edit this episode. <laughs> I'm putting Justin's quote in. Which one? Right after that. Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. Well, I yeah. think I think that about does it for this episode. Guys, we have our one finalist. The first finalist will be Powerpuff Girls. I right, so didn't see in. that coming. I actually didn't see that coming. Me neither, Don. Me neither. <laughs> really, uh, really didn't. <laughs> Apparently, seeding a major point is the move here. Apparently, I should have been like, oh, yeah, Powerpuff no. Girls is the better animated show. So let's talk about these other things. I'm not saying that that was what led to Powerpuff Girls being the better show. I'm just saying that it wasn't worth us talking about in our arguments with each other because it mm. was obvious that Gargoyles was much better. Mm. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. came down to David and I have the minds of three-year-olds, and we just like pretty colors and rainbows. We, I see. I'm like, oh, green, blue, pink. That's fun. Yeah. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. When you cool, got cool, brown, cool, cool. gray, gray. Yeah. khaki. Yucky. Icky. Kind of green yeah. tones. Yeah. I, like I, Sienna. I sparklies. Cool, cool, Beige. Cool, 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 cool. Sienna. I could go for a nice Sienna. All right. Now, well, yeah. <laughs> let's go ahead and call the episode there. Next time, it will be X-Men and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Represented by I- who? Uh, I will be taken on the X-Men. And I will be representing uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I do want to point out right now that David has already said that one of the uh, final four... or Actually, he has now admitted that two of the four... Uh, cartoons that were in the final four were better than X-Men. So there's my starting argument. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> David, 
Dig yourself out of that hole, David. <laughs> he already has no faith in his own show. So, uh, yeah, turtle power, and we'll end it at that. Turtle power. Wait till you see my uh, oratorial prowess next time, baby. I'm coming for you. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I use words like oratorial and prowess. So that's goodbye. where I'm coming See you from. next time. Yeah, bye, yes. Everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for staying. Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> <laughs>